podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Betting Media. Hello, welcome to the Cricket Betting Podcast with Sports Betting Media. I'm James Butler and joined as always by Graham Harcastle to preview this English summer, the slightly curtailed English summer test series. We've got Pakistan in the country. They've been in the country for about a month actually, preparing for this one behind closed doors. And the first test match is at Old Trafford starting on Wednesday. And then the two teams progress to the Aegeus Bowl for test matches two and number three. Graham Harcastle, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm um, glad to be back covering cricket. I'm, I'm currently in, in a hotel room in Durham waiting, awaiting um, the back end of the, the Yorkshire v Durham game or Durham v Yorkshire and it's um, it's been a decent a decent few days as well. So yeah, there's, uh, there's wall-to-wall cricket Great. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? For for us cricket badges, it is the uh, the best thing in the world to have cricket back. And we're going to have a look at the uh, the series markets in this uh, cricket betting podcast. We're going to go through the correct score markets, then we will look at the batting and bowling markets, and we'll finish with a couple of predictions on the first test as well, which, as I say, starts on Wednesday. England against Pakistan, it's usually a fairly hard-fought game, isn't it? West Indies provided a stern test to England, but I think Pakistan could be even even more problematic over the next few weeks. Yeah, they have the potential to be certainly. I mean, it's a, it's quite a it's quite a tough series to have a a punt on really because Pakistan are so so kind of enigmatic, aren't they? You know, they can be either absolutely sensational or they can be, for want of a better word, they can be rubbish. You just don't really know what you're getting from them, which makes which makes them quite a hard team to assess for, for obvious reasons. So yeah, it will be it will be a very interesting series. Well, the last twice that Pakistan have been on English soil 2016 and 2018 England didn't win those series so that may be uh, something that Joe Root will be trying to rectify as we go through the next three weeks but let's have a look at the the series correct score markets Graham England to win 1-0 is 17 to 2 England to win 2 0 13 to 5 2 1 England is 4 to 1 England to win 3 0 is 19 to 10 Pakistan 1 0 33 to 1 Pakistan 2 0 50 to 1 Pakistan 2 1 14 to 1 3 0 Pakistan 125 to 1 a 0 0 draw 66s and a 1 all draw is 13 to 2 the price is very much in favour of England is that how you see it Yes I do despite kind of not disagreeing with your theory that this will be a sterner test for England I actually expect them to win the series a little bit more comfortably scoreline-wise than they did against the West Indies. I think they're going to win 2-0. I'm a little bit wary of backing a 3-0 scoreline due to weather. I'm not sure that Pakistan will will win a test. I think England will be far better for for their run-out against the West Indies. So I think they will win the series pretty comfortably and it'll be a 2-0 scoreline. I see Pakistan taking a test match in this uh, three-match series. England to win 2-1 takes half of my stake at 4-1. I'm going to stick the other half of my stake on a drawn series at 13-2 at one apiece. Let's move on to the batting markets then, Graham. We'll start with England. Joe Root is 9-4, favourite Ben Stokes 3-1, Rory Burns 7-2, Dom Sibley's 9-2, Zach Crawley 6-1, Ollie Pope 6-1, Josh Butler's 10-1, Chris Wokes is 50s and the rest are 100-1 or bigger. How do you see this market? Ben Stokes was ruling the roost against the West Indies. Will you do that again or will you? are you going to find value elsewhere? I certainly wouldn't rule it out. 
I'm going to go elsewhere. I'm going to go with Joe Root. He's looked in reasonable nick without kind of converting to a really significant score. He likes Old Trafford. We know that. He's got previous there. I think he will come home in this series in a sense and really kind of nail that market. Rory Burns as well is somewhere I like. I think he's an excellent opener. He's due a score. So yes, I, I think he's a he's an option that I quite like as well. You're going to split your stakes across Root and Burns. I'm going to split my stakes across two as well. One is Root for everything that you've just said. Uh, and the other one is Ollie Pope. He's 91 in the third test match against the West Indies. I thought was a terrific knock. And if he brings that kind of form into this series for England at number six, six to one, Nice price on him. So I'm going to go 50% root and 50% on Ollie Pope. Let's go into the uh, Pakistan batting markets. Babar Azam, one of the world's best at the moment. 11 to 4 for him. Azhar Ali's 3 to 1. Imam Al Haq, who might not play, 3 to 1. Shan Masood is 4s. Abid Ali is 5 to 1. Shafiq, 6 to 1. Alam is 10 to 1. And the rest are 16 to 1 or bigger. I'll go first on this one. And Babar Azam is a player. I think he, he is their Rolls Royce. He's their star player. He's the Pakistan Kohli, 25 years old. Since the start of 2018, He's averaged 65.48, 1,375 runs. That's the highest average of anybody in the world in that period. He scored over 1,000 test match runs in that time. He's going to be tested because it's English conditions. He has been playing for Somerset. He has toured here before with the age group sides for Pakistan. This is a step up for him in terms of the conditions, but he is just a special player and Pakistan will certainly be looking to him. He's 11 to 4, he's favourite for a reason. I'm going to take him with half my, no, I'm going to take him with 70% of my stake and the remaining 30% is on the opener, Abid Ali, who has had a really good start to his test career, but 5 to 1 is maybe worth a little bit of a nibble on Abid Ali as well. I'm going to kind of follow you and I'm going to go a little bit higher with Babarazam. Exactly what you've just said. I'm going to go 75% of, of kind of mistake. The nibble that I'm going to have is Asad Shafiq. I think he is such an industrious cricketer. Every, he's one of those people who every time I seem to tune into a Pakistan test match, he's always there and thereabouts with runs. I'm going to kind of follow that up with the, the other 25% of, uh, of the stake. England bowling lineups. Anderson and Broad, they start as joint favourites to take the most wickets in this series at 12 to 5. Joffre Arch is 3 to 1. Chris Wokes is 4 to 1. Mark Wood, 5 to 1. Sam Curran and Ben Stokes are 6 to 1. Don Bess is 13 to 2. And Jeru is 100 to 1 if you expect the England captain to uh, blitz the Pakistan lineup. Probably. I'll keep your powder dry on, on Joe Root in terms of that at the moment. He's taken a six for Old Trafford. Yeah. Before. Against the Lancashire batting lineup. I'll just let that one fest, well, fester yeah. in the air. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> I'm going to split my stakes again in this market. Stuart Broad was just phenomenal. The t- test matches two and three against the West Indies. He takes 50% of my stake there at 12 to 5 because you just can't ignore him at the moment the way he's bowling certainly Pakistan will be very wary of the Stuart Broad threat 50% on him at 12 to 5 and the other 50% for the same reasons I did against the West Indies it didn't work against the West Indies but Don Bess I think will play all three test matches against Pakistan and if he can get a little bit of fluence on that ball and make it turn then 13 to 2 on him to take the most serious wickets for England will take the other half of my stake how about you? I think it's going to be between three bowlers, Archer, Anderson and Broad. And I'm going to I'm going to go with two and I'm going to stick with the form and I'm going to follow you in on Broad. I'm going to go Archer. Got a little bit to kind of, not to prove in the sense of his quality. We all know that. 
he's probably just been given a jolt with everything that's gone on over the last week with him, or the, the last couple of weeks with him kind of breaking protocols and things like that. I think he's too good not to have a performance or two in him somewhere in an English summer. So the other one would be Anderson. Fairy tale it would be if he took 11 wickets to, to reach 600 on his own ground. Can you imagine what the, the scenes would be like if he took that 600 wicket from the Jimmy Anderson end at Old Trafford? That would be absolutely sensational. And I would love to see it. I would love to be wrong on this one. This is one bet that I would I would almost be happy to lose a little bit of money on if, if Anderson was the one who scuppered it with that kind of fairy tale storyline. So, so he wouldn't surprise me at all. But I'm going to stick with the form and, and stay with Broad. It'd be almost tragic though, wouldn't it? It'd be, it'd be wonderful to see it, but it would be almost tragic there would be no crowd in there to, to raise the roof. Yeah, and, it and would. To, it would actually, yeah. So, but he's going to get to 600 very soon and the likelihood is it's going to be behind closed doors wherever it is. So it might as well be Old Trafford, isn't it, as, uh, as anywhere. Let's move on to the yeah. uh, Pakistan bowling uh, lineup. then. Mohamed Abbas is the favourite in this market. He's 11-4. to four. Shaheen Afridi is 3-1, to one, not to be confused with Shaheed. Yasir Shah, the spinner, is 100-30. to 30. Nazim Shah is 7-2. to two. Wahab Riaz is 7-2. to two. Sahail Khan is 4-1. to one. And then the uh, the rest are probably uh, on the periphery, really. Shimwari, Khan, Ashraf, Shadab Khan, who might play actually as a spinning all-rounder. He's 11-2. to two. So plenty in there to keep us busy in terms of the uh, Pakistan bowling attack, which, if it fires, Graham, is quite a potent um, weapon for Pakistan and oh, yeah, something they're, they're, that England are going to have to be yeah. wary of. They've got oodles of talent in that bowling lineup. Re- they really have some real kind of X factor with it. You know, it's. I mean, Mohammed Abbas is not really your archetypal Pakistan seamer, is he? Or Pakistan quick? You know, if you think back to the days of Wazim and Wakar, yeah. who were blowing your toes off, he's not that kind of bowler by any stretch of the imagination. He's a little bit more like a Chris Wokes or a Jimmy Anderson, isn't he? He kind of just nibbles it yeah, around is, yeah. and, and keeps a line in length. Yeah, yeah. The the likes of Shaheen Afridi and Nazim Shah, they are really the the Wazim and Wakar of the current day. So I I, I like Shaheen Afridi in this market. We, we've both been on a, a tour where we've seen him bowl in the flesh a couple of years ago in Abu Dhabi for the, the Emirates T20 when he played for, for Lahore. And he he is a, a quality, quality bowler. He, he kind of picks up quite a few cheap wickets as well because, you know, he can he can blow the tail away. So I think that's a, a positive. I, I'm going to go kind of 75% of mistake on him and I'm going to have a little bit of a nibble on Shadab Khan. I think he's quite a tricky customer to face. I can see England who have had problems against spin in the past. I can see them getting a little bit of a tangle against him. I'm going to have a little bit of a, a kind of nibble on him with the with the five units at the end. Shut up, Khan. 11 to 2 in the market. He's a big price, actually, for somebody who is a threat to England, I think, over the next few weeks. I'm going to split my stakes as well, and I'm going to go with two of the, the pace men. Mohamed Abbas, we've mentioned, he's got it on a string. He took eight wickets at Lords last time they came over here. 11-4 to four for him, I think, is a fairly fair price on somebody with his... Uh, his talent and his control. And Nazim Shah is the youngster. He's 17 years old. He is um, fast. He's accurate. He's going to... I'm really looking forward to watching him over a series. Hopefully he plays at least two games and gives this a, a shot, this back. So there will be some bowling rotation, probably in, in both sides as we go through this series. But Nazim Shah, 7-2, to two, I think he's a, a standout play at... Uh, 50% as well. Let's uh, finish this uh, cricket betting podcast by looking ahead to the first test match then and 
just at one good bet for Old Trafford for the first test match to, to finish us off today, Graham. I'm going to go with a very conservative one. And I think that Jimmy and, and Stuart Broad taking the new ball for England will take an early wicket. We've started to see that the Sibley-Burns partnership is, is forming something quite solid for England at the top of the order. And long may that continue. It's a short price, but it's a good price. And it's a good bet, I think. Four to seven on England to, to have the biggest opening partnership in the first innings. I think that's a, that's a fair way into this first test match. I quite like the idea of Joe Root scoring the century. He likes Old Trafford. He, he looked good in the, the, the couple of test matches he played against the West Indies, both obviously at Old Trafford. I quite fancy him to, to score a, a century in this test match. So I'm, I'm going to go there. I think that's the, that's the bet for me. Listeners, thank you to listening to this Cricket Betting Podcast. Whether you follow myself or Graham or whether you make up your own picks entirely, I wish you every success with your cricket bets over the next few weeks. And Graham Hardcastle, thank you very much for joining me. No problem at all. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.